This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price, a podcast dedicated to women who seek self-empowerment. Like many women, Beverly suffered with low self-esteem, and now she is on the other side and is ready to share her knowledge with you. In this podcast, we interview inspirational women every week who share action-oriented tips to boost self-image and self-confidence. If you'd like to move from self-loathing to self-love, as Beverly did, stay tuned for today's episode that is sure to help you take on the world. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Hi, beautiful. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, and I'm the host of the Her Self-Expression podcast and a woman's transformational coach. Most women struggle with their self-image and self-confidence. Her self-expression provides knowledge, support, and insight to help women on their journey to self-empowerment on the inside and out so they can take on the world. And I have three questions for you today. Do you consider yourself spiritual? Do you believe in something greater than yourself? Do you have humility? Well, my guest today is Adelina East. Adelina is going to talk to us today about combining spiritual, physical, and emotional healing to be fully empowered. Adelina is an international lecturer, mental health and leadership expert, founder of Transformational Healing. Adelina draws upon her neuroscience and counseling backgrounds. I'm going to try not to be intimidated by the neuroscience (laughs) part, as well as her spiritual gifts to lead others through a neuroscience-backed process to retrain their brains, creating profound change. Her decade-long career with the United Nations and other humanitarian aid organizations brought her to serve thousands of people in eight countries to overcome trauma and lead others to do the same. Adelina also mentors others looking to grow their spiritual gifts guiding each individual to discover their unique intuitive signature. If you want to feel intrigued and excited about the prospects of spiritual empowerment, listen to our conversation. Hi, Adelina. Thank you so much for being my guest today. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much, Beverly. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally? Sure. I am a 43-year-old woman. I like to say my age because I'm taking our power back about women aging. I live in Los Angeles. I'm from New York, and my family is beautiful. I have a a mainly female family, and they live back on the East Coast. My work is comprised of my own personal journey of healing. And after being a therapist for over a decade, I started to realize that the traditional therapeutic models that we've always used for people to heal don't work for everyone. And what was missing was the spiritual component. And so I started using my background in neuroscience. I also have degrees in neuroscience to try to come up with something that would work for the largest number of people, which I'm sure, as you can imagine, when you work for the United Nations is quite a thing because you want to make sure that it's cross-cultural and that it's not offensive to anyone or anyone's background. And so after years of 
figuring this out and going through my own personal journey of empowerment, I created transformational healing, which combines my neuroscience background with spirituality and counseling. And that's what I get to do every day. I'm so lucky. That is awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your own personal empowerment journey, kind of where you came from to where you are now as a woman? Of course. So I think for all of us women, we're trained very young to know that we need to keep sweet, right? We need to be kind to everyone. We need to not speak our truth if it's going to offend. Oh, if it's yes. going, right? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's quite a journey for all of us who identify as women. And so over the years, I, I was able to develop myself personally because of my mom. My mom is a very empowered woman. She was actually the first principal French horn player in the country. Oh. And so her big thing was always to be brave and go after your dreams. And so on one side, I had this keep sweet with my, my dad. And then on my mom's side, I had go for it. Just do whatever you want to do. You can do anything. And thankfully, I was able to go to college and really develop myself professionally. I went to college for psychology in New York City and loved it and started to really become an empowered woman there. I think it's it's easier sometimes to become an empowered woman once you move away from home because you're left with whatever yes. you were trained with, whatever was taught to you as a child and you can scrap a lot of that as you get to know more people and see how they live and how they've been raised exactly you get rid of the old tapes and the old physical environment that has reminders in it absolutely and so as I was in New York I I made lots of beautiful connections and met great people who I still know to this day and learned more about how to navigate a big city, how to network, I think. I think New York City is a great ground training for networking. (laughs) I bet. And so I think a lot of that went into my empowerment journey as well. And then I, I worked in film production for a number of years, and that was beautiful. But what I wanted to really do was to work with women in order to help them become who they were supposed to be, in order to empower, in order to lead them on their own journey of empowerment. And so I was working for a really wonderful film producer at the time, and I asked him to help me do that. I took a three-month trip through Burma, what's now known as Myanmar, and did a food distribution there with his help. And it was so beautiful and so incredible. It was my entry point to humanitarian work as well. And there's really almost Mm. nothing more empowering than watching women who have had it harder than you, you know, and are still able to empower themselves. You just kind of look at that and you're like, wow, you've lived through all of this and you can still be so empowered. You own your own business. You're such an incredible inspiration to women. I I can I can do this, you know. I felt very inspired by them. And I then went on to wow. use that 
inspiration and all that they had taught me and what I had learned in school also to work for the UN and other humanitarian aid organizations for about a decade. I met my then husband. I moved back to New York to have some sort of stability and that kind of thing and worked for UN headquarters there after being out what they call out in the field for many years. <clears throat> and once I got back to New York and started working at headquarters, I got so incredibly ill. And that really mm. led me to my biggest part of my empowerment journey. I was diagnosed with everything from MS to rheumatoid arthritis. I had lots of neurological symptoms that no one could really explain, and the blood work never really lined up for MS or rheumatoid arthritis. And so I saw 27 doctors over the course of about a year oh. trying to figure out what was physically wrong because I would be unable to move my feet for days at a time. I had all kinds of gastrointestinal symptoms. My hair was falling out. I couldn't really, we couldn't figure out what the problem was. And I was in incredible, incredible physical pain all the time. Oh, it was rough. It's terrible. But I believe the universe did that so that I could figure out what I was really supposed to be doing in the world all of that experience and my neuroscience background and counseling and all of that had led me to believe that there was so much more to healing than just going to doctors or just talking to a therapist. Mm -hmm. There was so much more. And there was this whole spiritual realm that I had not even considered. I grew up with a beautiful Native American grandmother who is totally the inspiration behind my work also. And she had taught me how to work with my spirit guides as a child and how to really be my own spiritual entity rather than outsourcing that power to someone else, giving over mm -hmm. that power to another person or another thing or whatever it might be. And so I started to work with her again while I was so ill. And she helped me. She taught me a lot about herbs. She taught me a lot about spirituality and how I could come into my own as a spiritual being. And it was based on all of that work that I felt empowered enough to start to heal myself. And that was really a beautiful birthplace for transformational healing. So I started to create this modality that I've now used with thousands of people all over the world to work towards healing my physical things, my emotional things, my spiritual things, so that I could be in a place of complete empowerment. And that process mm. took some time, and I believe that it is an ongoing process throughout life. But that is really what led so, me to my major, major empowerment. So how does spirituality impact empowerment? And it's different than religion, correct? Yes. So for me, and I I think this is up to all of the listeners and up to you, but we all have to make our own decisions about spirituality. So for me, mm -hmm. spirituality is the essence of my being. It's who you really are on the inside once you strip away all of the masks and all of the things that you were told you were supposed to be, especially as a woman. And spirituality is your connection to something that is greater than you 
And that can be Mm -hmm. your version of God, your God, your spirit guides, whatever that is for you, rather than giving your power over to another being, which I think happens in several, not all, not all, of course, but in several religions, spirituality is really owning your own power, which I know can be so scary to own your own power Mm -hmm. and to own your own connection to source energy or the universe. But that is what spirituality is to me. What do you say to people that say some of what you're talking about is kind of woo-woo or something? (laughs) You know what I mean? I do. You know what I mean there? It's something that they make fun of rather than embrace as something important to them. Yes. And I can tell you, Beverly, this happened to me so often at the beginning of that journey because I have a neuroscience background. So imagine what all of my scientist friends had to say (laughs) about it. Like, wow, you've lost the plot a little bit. I understand that it is out there for a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. What I have personally found with my neuroscience background, being the woman that I am who reads, I read science magazine cover to cover. I read nature magazine cover to cover. Those are like the two biggie scientific journals. I read every study that ever comes out about mental health. And I cite so many of them on my YouTube channel. If people want to check that out, we can include the links also. What I have really found is that spirituality has has taught us so many things since the beginning of time and science is just now catching up with that. And so I know what I'm doing sounds really woo-woo and sounds really out there, but every scientific study that is released talks about how you have a greater propensity for happiness and joy. You have stronger familial and friendship relationships when you are mm-hmm. when you consider yourself to be a spiritually connected person when you dive into your spirituality and your spiritual gifts and so i can't help but think I, yeah i understand it sounds very woo woo but we also have the science now to back up that it yes. helps us sometimes i think the people that say that are a little bit afraid of it yes You know, and so that's a defensive wall to put up rather than kind of jumping in and experiencing it. Absolutely. And that person was me for so many years. Mm -hmm. In my neuroscience career, I felt like I really denied the presence of any being that was greater than me. That's kind of how you're taught, actually, is like, you know, we are here all by ourselves, which I don't think is true. Right. Yeah. And so, well, in my coaching, I actually use the spiritual growth as well, because I believe it's that important. Me too. And I, in my own personal journey, and after counseling, I can't even imagine hundreds of thousands of women all over the world. When you try to heal without diving into your own spirituality, it just doesn't work as well. And I know that's anecdotal rather than research-based, but it's truly been my experience over so many years that when we incorporate our spirituality, we just heal faster. We create longer-lasting, healthier relationships. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I feel like it's the cement 
to to empowerment. Absolutely. It's a it's a critical component. So mm-hmm. what is spiritual healing? So spiritual healing is a really incredible concept. I was introduced to it as a child with my grandma. We used to walk around the mountains of Montana together. And she would talk to me about how everything in the world has a spirit and how even if you're, you know, living life to the fullest and doing your best to move forward in the world, there can be a part of your spirit that is hurt. And so when I think about spiritual healing, I think about those deeper rooted things like Growing up as a woman in this world, I think all of us have this spiritual wound of I will not be as high earning as a man. I can't do as much as a man. I have to, you know, be pretty and keep sweet in order to have a man's attention, all of that kind of thing. That for me Mm -hmm. is spiritual healing because it's so deeply rooted. It's Within our very souls, it doesn't mean that our parents did anything wrong. They did the best they could. But we grew up in a society that taught us that from the time we were tiny. What about the thoughts like, I'm not good enough? Mm -hmm. Is that one of those thoughts as well? Yes, because that can also be something that's so deeply rooted. And when I work with my clients, I work with women either one-on-one or in group sessions. When I work with clients, we do a lot of spiritual healing in terms of clearing old belief systems. And so the way that I like to work is to work with um, a power greater than us. I usually call it the universe and our spirit guides our ancestors who always want to help us heal. And we do generational healing and ancestral healing as well on that particular belief, like I'm not good enough. Hmm. Because once we heal that belief of I'm not good enough, and once we put into practice that we are using our everyday actions, things just start to change so rapidly. Our lives move ahead so quickly. Wow. Does it take a long time? No. And one of the reasons that I created Transformational Healing is because I personally, as a human, was sick of sitting in therapy. I'd been in therapy for probably, you know, most people go to therapy for a long time. And I felt like there just must be a better way than this. We're talking about the same story from childhood 10, 20, 30 times in a row and nothing's happening. Like there must be something better. And so in my sessions with women, I talk about, and occasionally men, I never exclude them. I just find that I end up working mostly with women. Right. I find that we can get through two really major beliefs per session and Things We always make a list of aligned actions at the end of a session, and they receive a recording of the session. And because it's neuroscience work, I ask them to use that recording two or three more times to really cement in those neuronal structures that they've been working with, those new neuronal pathways in their brains, Mm -hmm. so that they can change that belief process, change that thought process. And they start to see results right away because there's not all of this oh, let's talk about it again, or how did that make you feel? I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. Of course there is. That helps too. Right. 
but this is different. We incorporate the spirit, we incorporate neuroscience, and that helps things to move more quickly. Is it like NLP programming? It's similar. So I am a trained NLP practitioner. I'm also trained in Mm -hmm. EMDR. Are you familiar with EMDR? Oh, with trauma? Trauma work? Yeah. Yeah, with trauma Mm -hmm. work. And so because I have those behind me also, I incorporate elements of that. I incorporate the best elements of that. And what I find different in my my technique versus NLP is that NLP sometimes doesn't have enough repetition. And this is purely my own research, but it also doesn't incorporate spirit quite enough for it to really okay. take root on that spiritual healing level. Gotcha. But it is very helpful. If in the absence yeah. of anything else, I think it helps a great deal. So how do you think spiritual healing impacts that woman's journey from self-expression to self-empowerment? I think it impacts it in a really big way. So as we're starting to open our eyes more and see the ways that we haven't been empowered and see the things that we want to change in our lives, we have to find a new way of reaching that empowerment. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure the average age of your listeners, but for me at 43, I can tell you that I've tried a lot of different things. Yes. And so I tend to look up to women who are older than me and ask them for advice because they've been through everything and they know more, (laughs) you know? Or maybe they haven't healed yet. (laughs) Right. That too. But I do think that healing is a continuous spiral. I don't think that we ever reach a point where we're like, okay, nothing has happened to me in the last 10 years that needs to be healed. Absolutely nothing. You know, we continue to live. We continue to grow. And so I think that our own empowerment also is in being honest about the fact that we are works in progress. It brings in that humility point. Like, I will never say that I have it completely all figured out because I don't. Right. And I think that if you're working with a a healer or a therapist or a coach who tells you that everything in their life is perfect and they've got it all figured out, be a little wary because I don't know that that's true for anybody. I think we all have our own journey. And so those of us who've been through a lot can carry that torch of knowing that for some of us, we have to go through a lot to feel empowered. For some of us, we don't. And that's awesome. And that's okay. We're all on our own path. But blending your own self, what you hold dearest and truest to your heart in your spirit can only ever help you become empowered because you're acting from your own place of deepest truth. Gotcha. Fascinating. Adelina, what three actionable steps would you give to women looking for spiritual healing and empowerment? I love this question. Thank you so much. So the first step is that I would think about what brings you the most joy. And I know for women who are new moms or just starting a new job, managing family and work, it can be really tough to think about this. But let's go micro. Is... Okay. Spending 10 minutes having a cup of coffee by yourself in the morning, 
is that joyful? If you can just get up those extra 10 minutes early to have that alone time with your cup of coffee, is it Mm -hmm. possible to, as you drive to work, you know, join Audible or one of the audiobook subscriptions and just spend that time after you drop off the kids listening to that audiobook? That will bring you some joy. Just incorporate little elements, whatever you can fit in into your day. And if you are you know, past that point of child raising or you don't raise children and you have more time to yourself, what are the bigger things? Do you want to go out for a walk in nature? Do you want to spend two hours on the phone with your favorite person? What are those joy elements that you can incorporate? So that would be step one because it's very hard to feel empowered if you're not having joy. Right. Number two would be to start some sort of spiritual practice every day. That term spiritual practice can be very intimidating, I know, but Mm -hmm. it can be as simple as buying a notebook and spending 10 minutes journaling. It can be as simple as before you fall asleep at night, as you close your eyes, just making a list of 10 things you're happy about from that day. Like, oh, I'm happy my boss Mm -hmm. didn't freak out about this, or I'm happy that my partner brought home dinner, or whatever the case may be. 10 things you're happy about. Okay. And then the third thing I would say is to seek help wherever you can. So not everybody is in a financial situation right now where they can have a coach or have me or another healer work with them. But most people, many people are in a position where they can watch YouTube, they can listen to podcasts, find help where you can find it and where you can afford it because there is so much free content out there. I have a podcast called Cosmic Leadership. Beverly has this beautiful podcast. I have a YouTube channel. There's just so much out there that you can do for yourself for free. And then... If you have the resources to have one-on-one help, do it. It makes such a difference just to have that person that you check in with who can show you a a different way of doing things so that you can get to where you want to be as an empowered woman. That's that's incredible. Emily, now how can our listeners find you? Well, I have a podcast called Cosmic Leadership Podcast. So if you're already on a podcast app listening to this, you can head over there. I also have a YouTube channel and we can put that link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Adelina East. I spell my name a little bit differently. It's A-D-A-L-I-N-A, East like the direction. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. And thank you to listeners for being with Adelina and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I love connecting you with women that can provide actionable steps for you to take on your journey to empowerment. To gain support for your journey, join me at the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood Facebook group, where you can find the knowledge, support, and insight to help you on your journey to self-empowerment so you don't have to go through it alone. I want to carry this message of empowerment to 100,000 women wherever they are. Please help me by spreading the word. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Please subscribe where you listen and leave us a review so we can help other women. 
Look for our future episodes released every Monday and Thursday. Remember, the more you express yourself, the better you feel. Self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment, both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. I'm here to help. To learn more, go to www.herselfexpression.com. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast today. To listen to past episodes, visit www.herselfexpression.com. Once there, you're going to want to take our quiz to see where you stand right now on your journey to self-expression. If you have any questions or would like to share your thoughts with Beverly and other like-minded women, join our Facebook group, the Her Self-Expression Sisterhood. Invite your friends too. When you download and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or other podcast services, be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends to download it too so we can continue to help others. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. And remember, self-expression doesn't have to be a mystery. It's your key to confidence and self-empowerment both inside and out. But most importantly, remember that you don't have to do it alone. Visit www.herselfexpression.com and join us today.